Father, we thank you. We ask and we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened as we study this evening. Um, there is clarity. There is light. There is, um, there is precision. There is direction for us. And we can build you as we see ourselves in you. And we say we, we catch your vision as, we, as you put it in our hearts this evening. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. You know, as we prepare for a mission as possible, as we dear ourselves towards times, serious times, you should be able to discern the seasons. You should be able to discern the times and seasons. These are times of intense, serious activities. That's one of the reasons you are staying locked this One of the essence of these punishment meetings is um, to keep you up night because mission is possible. You're going to be all, you're going to be praying all night. You're going to, um, <clears throat> Be trusting God, we're going to be having serious times. So these are times to discern the seasons. These are times to um, ensure you are on guard. You're fasting, you're praying, you're feeding on God's word. You, 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 you're getting yourself set and getting yourself ready. So I call this prayer and evangelism. Yeah, prayer and evangelism. Prayer and evangelism. I'll teach you one today till the next time again. Prayer and evangelism. Prayer and evangelism. Prayer and evangelism. And you know, the local church is a school. Um, just like I was saying earlier, it's a progression. It's a school. You, 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 you would um, learn things now and you will take it a little step further, just like um, your freshman year, junior, sophomore, junior, then senior year. It's a school. You keep growing. You keep growing. You keep growing. And this school is a school of ministry. Because um, the essence of the ministry gift is to train us for ministry. Because um, when you go to a medical school, right, the, the essence of a medical school is to train doctors, right? Or to produce doctors, right? Right? Yes, the essence of a nursing school is to produce nurses, right? Yes, the essence of a law school is to produce lawyer, right? Now, have you ever wondered the essence of a church? The essence of a church is to produce ministers of the gospel. It's a school. The essence of a local church is to produce ministers of the gospel. Look at Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 12. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So he gave some for the perfecting of the saints. So my work as a preacher and your work too as a minister of the gospel, as I train you to get better with the gospel, your responsibility is to help others. Does that make sense? Is to help others get better with the gospel. So that is the work of ministry. So with the other, so when you hear Bible school, Bible school is an aberration because it really doesn't exist. Kenneth Hagin says something, and I believe him strongly. He says, if the churches, if the local churches could do their work properly, there will be a need for a Bible school. Because all you will need to learn in the Bible school will be what you will be taught in a proper Sunday service. Will be what you taught in a Tuesday service. Will be what you will be taught on a Saturday service. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because that is what the local church is all about. That is what the local church is all about. <clears throat> it's a school. 
So the local church is made for the work of ministry. If it's, so there is nothing called, oh, uh, I have a special call to ministry. As you are seated listening to me now, you can do the work of the ministry. In fact, you're already doing it already. Going out on the street to preach, that's the work of ministry. Preaching the gospel, that's the work of ministry. Teaching somebody the gospel. Now you people are about to start a project on writing. You are about to bless lives. Are you getting me? That's the work of ministry. <clears throat> Things you would have probably been taught in a Bible school, you are doing it in a local church. So, so in the scriptures, the, the scriptures never give us that dichotomy of, okay, there's a Bible school, there is, I mean, some people call it even degree, um, certificate of ministry. <laughs> That does not. <laughs> that does not really satisfy <laughs> that you're a preacher. Are you getting? Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the scriptures. Okay, it's just like saying. Look at the scriptures. Look at how Jesus trained the disciples. There was never a special person. Jesus said, "Oh, you come here for a work of ministry." He trained all of them. All of them worked together with ministry. As they trained others, the 12 train, 120, 120, 3,000, the Bible says they kept gathering, and from the gathering, they kept meeting other people. They were doing the same thing. So we ought, ought to be doing the same thing. So I believe Bible schools were a palliative at some point because, but it should not be a permanent fixture. Bible schools should not be, um, should not be something that would certify uh, you to the work of ministry. A local church should actually be doing that. The work of a pastor, you just read in Ephesians 4, is to train you for the work of ministry, right? So you are perfect and all of those things. So it, it should be that way. It should be that way. It should be that way because the scriptures, people mature into responsibility. How will we be able to pick pastors among us? How will we be able to, how will we be able to, okay, if I want to say this person is a pastor, this person, okay, if I want to say Noah now is a pastor here, he has to grow into the responsibility. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's saved, he's filled with the Holy Ghost, he can preach the gospel, he can heal the sick. Does he pray? Does he, does he amount to the responsibility? You can't just go and pick a novice and just say, oh, you're a pastor. No. Is he qualified? Is he... Does he come to prayer meeting late? When we see his report card, okay, 8.59, okay, or 9.30. Uh, if he comes 9.30, he can't be a pastor. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? We'll check his report card. We'll check all of those things. Are you, are you seeing it? So, he has to grow up into the responsibility. He has to mature into the responsibility. People mature into such responsibility. They grow up spiritually. So, ministry is preaching and teaching, overseeing others, and committed to them. Ministry is preaching and teaching. You have to be preaching and teaching the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to be preaching and teaching the gospel. An example we see is in Ephesus, Acts 20. Acts 20, verse 17 to 18. At 20, verse 17 to 18. At 20, verse 17. You know, in times like this, this is where we scale of ourselves as we prepare for the days ahead. At 20, verse 17 to 18. 
and from Miletus is sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they, and when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know from the first day I came into Asia, and what manner I have been with you at all seasons. They were the twelve. No, where, look at these people now. He is now calling them elders. But look at where they started. Look at their journey. Look at their journey in Act 19. Act 19. Look at their journey in Act 19. Act 19, verse 9. Act 19. Look at, let's start from verse 1. Let's read from verse 1. I want you to pay attention. And it came to pass that while Apollos was occurring, uh, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. And he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not yet heard if there be any Holy Ghost. And he said, Ah, Unto what were you baptized? And he said, Unto John's baptism. I'm going to teach you about that later on. What does John's baptism mean? Verse 4, he says, And he said, Paul, And he said, Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should come, they should believe on him. We should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And they heard this, and they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Look at the verses. Paul laid hands on them, and Paul laid his hands on upon them, and the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So he preached the gospel to them, right? We can simply say in verse 5, they just believed the gospel, right? Guys, look at it. Look at your Bible. We can simply say verse 5, they believed the gospel, right? Because they were baptized in the name of the Lord now. Baptized means they were not believed in the name of Jesus, right? Now, in verse 6, now says he laid hands upon them and they spoke with tongues. So, now they believe the gospel, they are not speaking with tongues, they are prophesying. Now, look at verse 7. And all the men were about 12 men. So, about 12 people he met and all of those things. Look at in verse 9. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, persuading them the things concerning the kingdom of God. Look at verse 9. And when divers were hacking and believed not, but spake evil of the, that way, before the multitude, he departed unto them and separated the disciples, now the 12 people, disputing daily in the school of one Theranos. So he spoke, he, he kept teaching them. Look at investing, and this continued for what? The space of what? Two years. And all they that dwell in Asia heard the word of the Lord of Jesus, both Jews and Greek. So who were the people going around Asia to preach now? Paul and those he taught. Are you seeing it? So it's just like I teach you now, you are going around the city, going to preach the gospel. Does that make sense? That's how it works. So now, and those people now in chapter 20, we just read them, is now calling them elders. Are you seeing they've matured? Are you seeing that? They've matured, they've grown spiritually. That's typical of the church. They've grown spiritually. So one area we might need to address very quickly as we grow in the church, as we grow as a ministry. Don't forget, one of the reasons you are seated here this, this night, 11 p.m. this night, is because you probably did not pray and you probably did not do evangelism. <laughs> so that's why this, series, this teaching is called what? Evangelism. Prayer and evangelism. <laughs> did I not tell you the topic? I did, right? Prayer and evangelism. So one, we need to quickly address that. Because subtly, we have created, and, I, and, and, and as we grow in the local church, 
as we grow in and I trust God, we're going to grow numerically, we're going to grow, we're going to grow by the power of God, we're going to grow spiritually, numerically, and everything. But there's something I need to drill into you that you must not have a subtle consciousness that ministry is for certain people. No. I'll say it again. Ministry is not for certain people. Because as we grow numerically, now we're going to start having more people join us. We're going to have people in their numbers, 50s, 100s, um, thousands and millions and all of those things. If there's something I want you to understand from the very day one, <clears throat> is that never create a class of people and say, this set of people are to preach the gospel. No. Everybody, as far as they believe the gospel, can preach. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't leave it for certain groups. No. So, we don't create... Because a lot of churches, they create prayer departments. They create evangelism or outreach departments. No! We are never going to have that here. We are never going to have that. The day I have that, just pack your bag and leave. And I'm saying it, and I'm saying it very well. Then I tell you, okay, now we now have prayer department. We now have outreach department. Certain people are going to be going out. So what are the others doing? Sweeping the church? Everybody must be involved in the work of the gospel. So as we grow numerically, as people keep coming in their numbers, as you are preaching the gospel to them, Getting them saved, getting them filled with the Holy Ghost, one of the next things you should start introducing to them is what? Evangelism. Oh yeah, start coming for prayer meetings. Don't leave prayer meetings for you prayer gurus. Don't, no, there is nothing like prayer warriors. Or prayer department, prayer groups. No. Or outreach department. No. Because if we create that class, then we are leaving the gospel for a selected few. That is why people, people, people just get very jobless in church. They are not busy with the gospel. So as we are growing numerically, one of the culture of our ministry is prayer and evangelism. Are you getting what I'm saying? Look at your neighbor and say, one of the culture of this place, of culture of this place. is prayer, prayer and evangelism. Go look at the drive. Go look at my message that I've been teaching from 20, as far back as 20, maybe 17, 18. You will find prayer. You will find evangelism. Preaching the gospel. I teach it every time. It, I must teach it every year. I must teach prayer. I must teach evangelism. I have certain things I teach every year. I must teach leading of the Spirit. I must teach. I must teach. There are certain things I teach. I must teach how to use your faith, working with. I must teach those things every year. I must. It's a must. So, as people keep coming, as you, as you are getting men saved, as you are getting men filled, as you are getting. Start introducing them. Hey, we have prayer meeting Friday, 9 p.m. Come in. Okay, the time is not working for you. We're going, to cre we're going to work with your time. Because as we grow, and we know the culture of the United States, or where we are in, some people can be working night shifts. So prayer meeting might not, might not be uncomfortable for everyone to attend. We're going to create a special time. You must pray. 
That's why we have a prayer chain every day, right? Every day, you must pray at least a minimum of one hour. It's a culture. It is a culture. You must learn that culture. Are you getting me? So, everyone should be involved. Prayer meeting was for every member in the local church. Because when we start creating departments, do you know what we do? When we start creating prayer departments, outreach department, it means we are saying not everybody should pray and not everybody should go out to preach. Do you know we've stifled the gospel that way? Then we are not fulfilling the mandate of Jesus. Jesus told us in Matthew 28, he says, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creatures. He emphasized himself in Mark 16. Go and preach to all, all nations. In Matthew 20, in Luke 24, he says, repentance and remission of sins should be preached to all nations. In John 20, he says, he says that whosoever sins you remit shall be remitted unto them. And you see in the book of Acts, everybody was actively involved. Look at Acts 1, verse 14 to 15. I showed you this on Friday. Acts 1, verse 14 to 15. It's a culture. Prayer and evangelism. <clears throat> I'll change the title to The Culture of Prayer and Evangelism. The Culture of Prayer and Evangelism. The Culture of Prayer and Evangelism. Look at, look at Acts 1 verse 14. Look at it. Acts 1 verse 14. Or let's start from Acts 1 verse 13. Acts 1 verse 13. Look at it. Are you there, everybody? It says, And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room, where her bold... Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon, Zealot, Judas the brother of James. Look at verse 14. What did they do? And these all continued in, with one accord in unity, in prayer and what? Supplication. They not even included with the women, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. His brethren means Jesus' brother. With his brethren. Mother of Jesus with his brethren. So everybody was involved. Everybody. Everybody was involved. Look at it in verse 15. It says, And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, And the numbers of the names to and the numbers of the names together were about 120. So look at it. 120 people. So the numbers does not mean we will not pray. Are you getting it? I know by the power of God's spirit, like Tessa told us, we are going to have increase by next Sunday, right? We're going to keep having increase, right? Now, that same increase, they must be praying. We mustn't leave prayer for few people. Right? We mustn't leave evangelism for few people. As you are getting them saved, getting them filled with the Holy Ghost, getting them submit to the Lordship of God's Word, the next thing they are doing, they are coming to prayer meeting, right? They are following you for outreach, right? They must. It's a culture. It's a culture. So that was even before the day of Pentecost. The whole church were praying together. The 12 disciples did not say, or at that time, the 11, did not say, oh, because we are the special ones, let us all form a prayer squad and let's just be praying. And the 120 were just waiting for the day of Pentecost. No! The whole 120 
We're waiting. We're praying. No special prayer call. Look at Acts 2, verse 41. Acts 2, verse 41 to 42. Acts 2, verse 41 to 42. It says punishment meeting. Tell your neighbor, say punishment service. Oh, nobody of his voice is dull. Punishment service. Wow. Okay, we we'll we'll stay here. We're not leaving today. All right. For Acts 2, verse 41. <laughs> then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day we added unto them about what? 3,000 souls. Look at verse 42. And they continued steadfastly. They didn't say because they were 3,000 and, you know, it's such a wide gap. 120 to 3,000 is such a wide margin. Now, look at what happened in verse 42. They continue steadfastly in what? The apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and what? In prayers. So, the all 3,000 were praying. Wow. I would to God that we're going to have 100 million people together. Everywhere, every place, 100 million souls. And everybody is praying. Hallelujah. I would to God that one day, one day, we're going to have a camp meeting. 100 million people are going to all be seated together. And we all lift our voice praying. We all lift our voice. We all lift our voice worshiping God. 100 million people taking note. You know, it's possible by the power of God's spirit. Hallelujah. It's going to happen. So, but as we keep adding the numbers, are you seeing what they should be entering into, right? Are you seeing it? So don't limit prayer meeting to few people. When you are telling your disciple, we have service on Sunday, ensure you put Friday too. Are you getting what I'm saying? Prayer must be done by everybody. Because the very minute we sideline one, when we are sidelining everything, we are sidelining their major cause on it. There is no special prayer team in the scriptures. So all the new members, 3,000 people, all the new converts, 3,000 of them, they joined the prayer meeting immediately. <laughs> wow. So imagine all your new disciples joining us in the prayer meeting this Friday. Glory to God. Oh, yeah. Stop saying, how will they be able to pray for three, four, five, six hours? No, don't do that. Bring them in. If they will sit down, let them sit down, let them be praying. You will not. I remember when we first started praying, Noah was still sitting down for... For the first one hour, Noah used to sit down. Me and Ife, we just look at this guy like, you never know anything. <laughs> yeah. But you keep praying. You keep praying. So don't sideline things. No, because the foundation is very important. And I want you to guys to know it. The foundation is very important. All the new convert, 3,000 people. Hope you know, as at this, as at this time, all these 3,000 people will not have known Greek word, Hebrew word, exegesis, epi exegesis, Latin text. <laughs> but they were praying. 
culture. So as you are teaching them, okay, reality of God's word, the basis of Christianity, what every believer needs to know, quickly tell them there is why we pray. There is why we also pray aloud. <laughs> there is stability in prayer, track 12. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. There is fervency in prayer. Glory to God. I like that message. There is power in prayer. There is responsibility in prayer. There is praying posh and classy. You see, there was also why we pray. And a tone like that. You need to quickly introduce them to it. So, when Peter and John, that's why when Peter and John were threatened, they didn't call on prayer warriors. Look at in Acts 4. They didn't say, oh yeah, pray out team. Come, 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 come. Look at what they did in Acts 4 verse 23. Acts 4 verse 23. Acts 4 verse 23. And being let go, they went to what? Their home company and reported all that the sheep priests and elders had said to them. What is their own company? They went to their church. They went to tell the 3,000 people, guys, listen, this is what the chief priest has said. So you see, imagine it was, you know, 12 people will not have shaken a place. That's why you read in chapter, in verse 31. Look at verse 31. At 4 verse 31. At 4 verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaking. Hope you know it takes 3,000 real male to shake a place. Hope you know. 3,000 men praying fervently. Not 12 now. 12 people will not have shaken a place. We don't have shook a place now. But 3,000 men will shake a place. Hope you know. 3,000 men praying and praying. So the multitude, the old church, no special prayer meeting. Look at something. It is you that think, see something, it is you that think a new convert cannot pray. No. It is your mindset because you think prayer is punishment to you. Stop seeing prayer as a punishment. Stop seeing prayer as a, hey, who, a special attack. No. Look at Paul. First three days of a new convert. Look at him. Act 9. Act 9. Act 9 verse 11. Act 9 verse 11. Act 9 verse 11. Paul just got saved. Look at what happened in Act 9 verse 11. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the street, which is called Street, and inquire of the house of Judah. For there was one soul of Thassos. For behold, he what? He prayed. So he just got born again, and one of the first things he was doing was what? Praying. So stop thinking a new convert cannot pray. No! You just got them filled now, and they spoke in tongues. Why can't they pray? We've had people come to our service and the first one hour they were praying. For the first time in their life, they prayed one hour. So why do you think a new convert cannot pray? Why do you think a new convert cannot pray come for prayer meeting? Because prayer meeting is as important as the teaching meeting. 
Prayer meeting is as important as the Sunday service. Because now we want to lift our voice to God in prayer. So that says something to us. That immediately we, we tutor a new member. We tutor a new convert. As people are coming in. We are growing numerically by God's Spirit. Thank God for that. As people are coming in. Don't be shy to introduce prayer to them. Quickly tell them we pray. I love what Thursday was doing this morning. She was telling her friend, she was saying, see, there's a spiritual growth report. You have to, so you have to be praying. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was laughing. She was telling her friend, she was saying, you know, you have to pray this, you have to fill up this application every day. It's a point of, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Introduce her immediately to prayer. Don't say because you have to come to service like 10 Sundays before you now start praying. No, I didn't do that with you people. In fact, when I started teaching you the gospel, one of the first things I first taught you is prayer. How many of you remember? Some of you were with me in 2018. Right? We first did, we did one thing called prayer conference for what? Three hours. Where Vivi went to lock himself in the toilet. <laughs> Man of God. We're, we're praying. <laughs> This guy went to lock himself up in the toilet. <laughs> Come out. No. For 45 to 1 hour, this guy spent it straight in the toilet. I don't know what he was doing, but he was trying to avoid prayer. Just three hours. Just three hours. <laughs> Beautiful times. Hat 12. Hat 12 verse 5. Hat 12 verse 5. Hat 12 verse 5. Look at Peter. Hat 12 verse 5. So imagine the church did not learn prayer. Hope you know. Guys, think about it. This is how you think. Imagine the 3,000 men have not learned prayer. Hope you know when they were treated by the Pharisees. There won't be enough voices to lift to God in prayer. The place will not have been shaken. Probably they will still be threatened. But look at Acts 12. Imagine the multitudes of disciples now in Acts 12 did not know prayer. Hope you know Peter will be doomed. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it is wrong for us to grow numerically and not have prayer men. Are you seeing it? We we'll thank God for God's word. We we'll thank God as we are growing. I know, I know so strong we're going to increase so much. By, by God's spirit, we're going to get to 100 million people. Glory to God. 100, 100 million people believing the gospel. 100 million people praying in the Holy Ghost. 100 million people saved and filled. If you listen to what I said in a call for evangelism, I keep saying it. I told you, I said, one of the plans I have for the United States of America or North America as a continent by God's Spirit is that by the time we are dying or by the time Jesus is coming, with the work we are going to do by the power of God's Spirit, the gospel is going to be so strong that when Jesus is coming, the whole of North America is, 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 is born again. Hallelujah. It's possible. It's possible. The continent of all North America born again, but it starts with us. So don't change the culture. Look at Acts 12, verse 5. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. Look at how Luke wrote it. 
He said, Peter was just kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church, not the prayer squad, not the prayer warrior. Prayer was made of the church unto God for him. Look at in verse 12. So the church prayed together. They agreed with God together. Look at in verse 12. And when he had considered the things, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose son name was Mark, where they gathered together praying. So when he came out from the prison, he still met them what? Praying. The church were praying. I would to God, 100 million people praying together. Hallelujah. I would to God that someday, prayer meeting will be going on in RIT. Prayer meeting will be going on in, in UR. Prayer meeting will be going on in RCC, in MCC. Prayer meeting will be going on in Grupper. Prayer meeting will be going on in, in Brooklyn. Prayer meeting will be going on in Queens. Prayer meeting will be going on in Martin. Prayer meeting will be going on in Bronx. Prayer meeting will be going on in Utica. Prayer meeting will be going on in Baktiva. Prayer meeting will be going on all across. Men are just praying. Indiana, Washington, um, Ohio, Chicago. Prayer meetings, sparks of prayers. Hours and hours of men just praying. It will happen. But we are not changing the culture. See, we are not changing the culture. Shake your neighbor. See, we are not changing the culture. I say, shake your neighbor. We are not shaking. We are not changing the culture. So, when Peter was arrested, it was the church who prayed, not a special prayer team. Not a special prayer program was held. You know, some people just call early morning, early, you know, this is what people are doing now. Lazy people. They'll just stay on Instagram live. Early morning hours of prayer. They'll be waiting to be saying, Amen. Amen. Your blessings, you, your blessings will not depart from you. Amen. Your will, blessings will not go from you. Hey. Is that's an aberration? People are spoiling this thing. Ah! Why would somebody wake up early in the morning? Instead for him to get on his knees and be crying to God, he's growing in Instagram life and Facebook life and be saying, What God cannot do does not exist. And be shouting, Amen. And all he's just typing, he's typing the Amen. He's not saying it, he's just Amen. That's also, I will never forget one group chat that I joined. <laughs> I never forget. They gathered us together. They called us pray. If I said this thing, my friends, if I say the name of this thing, my friends will listen to this thing and laugh. They called us, I will not say the, the full name. They called us prayer something. And me too, I thought, ah, ah, we are joining the prayers of. They just said, brethren, let's pray. They gave us a prayer point. Are you praying? I saw men typing tongues to the group. <laughs> it is called speaking in tongues, not typing tongues. How do you want to type what you don't even understand? <laughs> How do you want to type what you don't understand? The Bible says speaking in tongues, not writing in tongues. That's how I watch a video of a popular prophet. The guy was writing in tongues, he says, by the Spirit. How? And it didn't look like Hebrew. It looks like he has gone to read a lot of Hebrew and write tongues. How do you write? And, and people were wowed. I said, wow. Really? He said, this is the language I speak. So I can write it. I can flow in it. 
Paul cannot even write what he said. Paul that said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. Can't write it. If, if, he had, if it was sure for Paul, Paul would have said, I thank my God I speak in, in tongues more than you all. Shagada. Signed. Signed. <laughs> By Paul. Or if you really wanted, you know, he told, he told, he told Timothy, he says, tell the gift of God that is in you. He could have just said, by the laying on of my hands, shugudu. <laughs> but he didn't do that. Don't listen. Please, I'm going to be really hard on these things. Because the way the world is turning, it's, it's going upside down. You will just wake up early in the morning. 7 a.m. prayers. They will be sharing, they will send it to your WhatsApp. One, there's one that's. I don't want to tell you what I did. <laughs> I don't. I think that they just finished praying. And you know those kind of violent prayer. I just check my Facebook. Don't just send me good morning prayer. Join in, join in. I can't. I can't imagine there will be a day. I can't. I don't. I, I don't want to imagine it. That there will be a day I will put my phone in front of me. I've done it, but I did it out of. <laughs> Before I did it, I ran away. Ran away. I was compelled to do it. I was forced to actually do it. It was as though they knew I was going to run away. They now forced me to do it. But I gave several excuses before I did it. The first day I said, ah, I'm not feeling fine. I was feeling fine, but I knew, ah, God, how would I put my phone in front of me? I would say, brethren, join in, join in, join in. We are now praying now, we are now praying. Lift your voice everywhere. We are now praying. That's how my friend went to write. I, I will mention his name, AY. He went to write during the pandemic. See, I can't imagine. He went to put it on Facebook. I can't imagine WCC holding online on Zoom. My pastor said, delete it now. <laughs> My pastor commented one minute later, delete this thing now. <laughs> it can never happen. The fellowship in prayer is we come together. Are you getting what I'm saying? The fellowship in prayer is we come together. We make power available. How do we make power available online? And people are not really praying. You yourself, you know. Zoom classes. Do you pray? In Zoom classes, you just watch the teacher, mute the teacher, and then you are going about doing everything you are doing. <laughs> I will still say this story again and again. When we, we during the pandemic, when I was teaching, me a favor, I, I will be teaching in the room. I remember stability. Why I remember this message is stability in devotion. I remember it very well. I was teaching stability in devotion. I was hearing my voice in the kitchen. <laughs> Favor muted me and used me to cook. <laughs> Favor muted me. So, as I was teaching, if you watch, if you listen to stability devotion well, you will hear some sounds. I deliberately went outside to I opened the door, check. Favor is in the kitchen. My voice is plain, and somebody is frying something. <laughs> How do you even want to understand what I'm saying? And I'm saying you have to meditate on the word, you have to feed on God's word, and you, you are using the word to fry. So we're not called prayer meeting. 
In prayer meeting, you don't be saying, in, in, you don't be texting. You don't be going through Instagram feed. Shalabalabalabala. Ah, this clothes is fine. No? Wow. You now remember that you are praying again. Ah, wow. Olamide is a good singer. I'm giving you more than I do. This is what I used to do before. I said, wow, Olamide, wow. Move again. But that's not, that, that can be effective. But we all come together. We are sweating. Hey. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> are you getting what I'm saying? We all come together. We fellowship. We pray. Because that is the scriptures. Many were gathered together. The church. Just imagine when Paul was in prison. They told them, guys, pray. Let's just meet on Zoom. Paul will not come out from the prison. <laughs> because some people will be sleeping. <laughs> so we don't mute their mic. <laughs> Paul will just... <laughs> people like Tony will use it to watch movies. They don't mute the mic and be watching movies. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Just imagine they, they met online and prayed for Paul or for Peter. <laughs> you know, Peter was even sleeping. <laughs> we will not have had first Peter and second Peter. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, we must not change the culture. Stay your neighbor again. Say, we must not change the culture. Nothing like online prayer meeting. You know, I still permit some of you to call people and still pray with them on phone. On the norm. When we, we will get to a stage, we will not permit that. Though. I just permit it for now. Let's just manage it. At least both of you are still even praying. There's the middle wall of partition dividing you people. That's your phone. You didn't get that, I know. <laughs> the middle wall of partition is your phone. You people are somewhere or that is somewhere. You don't even know what the person is doing. The person might be using you to check Instagram story. And you are praying. I, I still permit it at least for now. But as we are growing, yeah, we are not going to permit it though. If we want to pray, let's have a meeting time. All right. One hour, right? Let's meet. Let's pray. That is fellowship. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's fellowship. The church must be seen together praying. We must all be doing the same thing. Congregational prayer. That's why a whole lot of apostolic instructions were focused on congregational prayer. Look at Romans 15, verse 30. We always use the scriptures to pray. Romans 15, verse 30. Romans 15, verse 30. Romans 15, verse 30. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake for, and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. Look at it. It says, that ye strive, for the love of the, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. He was writing to a church, congregational prayer. Was telling the church, guys, let's pray this. 
Now, prayer for ministers. Ephesians 6 verse 18. Ephesians 6 verse 18. So that will be out of here very soon. Ephesians 6 verse 18. I mean, I'm not in a rush, but I just want you to go and rest now. Ephesians 6 verse 18. Say thank you. Thank you, sir. No, you're not saying it like you Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Ephesians 6 verse 18. Praying always with all prayers and supplications in the Spirit and washing thereunto with perseverance and supplication for all saints. Look at it. Look at what it says. All saints. So, if in your day is having problem, you know, all of us can all gather, right? And we are just praying. Hope you know there's going to be a result. There's going to be. For all sin, look at in verse 19. It says, and as for me. So, imagine the whole church. Imagine all of you praying for me. Imagine 10,000 people praying for your pastor. Hope you know, <laughs> my ministry is going to be more blows up. Oh, Yeah. He said, as for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. So when you see Paul have the, the reach he could do or the, the impact he had in ministry, are you seeing that it happened that as a result of men were praying, churches were praying. Imagine Ephesus was praying, Colossians was praying. Are you seeing it? Colossians was praying, the church in Colossae was praying, the church in Philippi was praying, the church in Thessalonica was praying. The church in Rome was praying. Why would church not Paul not have massive results? Yes, there's going to be persecution. Yes, there's going to be. The, why would they not preach around the whole of Asia? Because the church were actively praying. Prayer and evangelism. For ministers also look at in Philippians 1, verse 9. Or Philippians 1, verse 19. Look at Philippians 1. Verse 19. Look at Philippians 1 verse 19. It says, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your what? Through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus. When we pray, we are supplying the Spirit. It says, I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. Can Noah rest and say, the whole church is praying for me? Can Noah go through a problem and say, I know my family is praying for me? Like Noah used to write in his report, my siblings are praying. I and my siblings went for outreach. Can Noah say, I know I'm going through this challenge and I'm going to share it with all of us and my whole siblings are praying. Look at what Paul says. He said, I know that this shall turn to salvation through your prayer. And he's talking about the persecution here. Everybody was praying. Look at Colossians 4, verse 2. Colossians 4, verse 2 to 3. Colossians 4, verse 2 to 3. Continue in prayer. Watch with the same in thanksgiving. Watch, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving without praying also for us that God will open unto us the door of utterance to speak the mysteries of Christ, for which I am also inbound. So the old church had the burden of prayer. So imagine I want to share a burden with you and I say, guys, I just believe 
it's time for us to go to Bhaktiva. Let's go and preach in Bhaktiva. And I just share the body. And I just say, let's just pray. And every one of us, we catch that body and we are just praying. We are just praying. We are just praying. We are just praying. Hope you know there there's going to be results. Look at 2 Thessalonians 3. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 1. We pray this all the time. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 1. Finally, brethren. When he says brethren, brethren is the word adolf, uh, from the Greek word adolfos. It means um, brothers and sisters. That is many in the church. You know, he's writing this letter to the church. Are you getting me? So when he says finally, brethren, he's talking to the whole church. Pray for us that the word of the Lord may have a free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Pray for us. So we found no special ministry of prayer. Are you seeing that? There was no selected person in the scripture who was doing the praying. Are you seeing that? It was everybody. So brethren, as you are raising disciples, as we are growing numerically, remember what I'm telling you now. Don't change the culture. We believe strongly on prayer. That's why the first one hour of our service we dedicated to praying. Right? Because we are, that's our culture. Every day we are praying. We are, giving them, we are bringing them into the mode. You can start with 30 minutes with them. But they must be praying. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't leave them to just be near in the world. They must be praying. They must. Somebody will say, prayer is a ministry of helps. No. Helps has nothing to do with prayer. Helps are people who attend to their natural duties in the local church, just like in Acts 6. Ah, because some people say, there's just, just some intercessory ministry. I, I spoke to one, one, one person one time, person said, I have an intercessory ministry. Ah. <laughs> so God called only you to be intercessory for the body of Christ. <laughs> Poor fun. Intercessory ministry. Look at that six. Three to four. When you say helps, it's just like ushers, um, choirs, and all of those things. See, look at it. Look at Acts, look at Acts 6, verse 3 to 4. It says, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you, seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, but will we give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. That is, we are not even stopping prayer, despite the ushering, despite the singing, Despite the technical team, despite the media department, despite, we are not stopping that. This was mentioned as touching distribution of food. And it was separated from prayer. So it was not given to, so when you read that scripture, when you say, look here among you, we are appoint over this business, but we, we will not give ourselves to the ministry of prayer. It was not saying that certain people will now be attending to hushering. Certain people will be attending to the technical department. Certain people will be attending to the works, cleaning the church, and selected apostles will just be praying. No! He was only giving a description and saying, see guys, pick you among yourselves and let these people just be responsible for these actions. 
But that does not stop the ministry of prayer and the word. So that cannot be a ministry of helps. We'll study all those ministry of helps and later on all those things. Because um, prayer is not helps. People were commended in the scriptures for being an example in prayer. People were commended. Look at Colossians 4 verse 12. People were commended. In the local church, there should be people that spoil you up. I remember there was a place, me and my friend, we went to pray in Abuja. And my friend, they were, he just told me, he said, man of God, look at that guy. This is how he's going to stay fervent for the next six hours. I said, it's a lie. He said, watch. And for six hours, this guy did not break his sweat. You know, you, you will say, shamama, mama, 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 and you come down. And you come down. This guy was on fire. Ah! And he stayed that way for six hours. After like four hours, I said, you said it to, he said, I told you. That must be an example to us. Look at Colossians 4 verse 12. Look at Colossians 4 verse 12. So when people are praying, it's not, that should not intimidate you in a local church. And you should teach your disciples that. That, okay, you see, you find people praying, that should not make you feel, I'm not welcomed. No! Look at Colossians 4 verse 12. That should not make you feel, oh, these people, I don't think I can do what they are doing. No! All these people, I think their own is too much. They are very extreme. No! It should be an example to you. Look at Ephesians 4 verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you? A servant of Christ. Who is Epaphras? Colossians, I used to explain this to you. Colossians 1 verse 7. Epaphras was their pastor. Look at Colossians 1 verse 7. That same Colossians in verse 7. Colossians 1 verse 7. It says, as ye have learnt of who? You know, are you there? As ye have learnt of who? Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is of you a faithful minister of the gospel? So their pastor was their example to them. So Paul was commending them as a Epaphras, who is one of saluted you, always laboring fervently in prayer. So when Epaphras is praying, Epaphras is not praying like everybody. Epaphras is, ah, oh, ah, is just praying. Laboring fervently. And everybody is just saying, ah, ah, calm down, sir. Ah, ah. Eh, ah, laboring fervently in prayer. And what is he praying about? That you will stand perfect and complete for the, in the will of God for your life. He's praying for them. Oh, that these guys stand perfect and complete in the will of God for their lives. There is people, scriptures commended them as examples. How do you know this? We know it because he prayed. So when, when the church in Colossae is reading this letter, they will say, ah, that pastor, they pray. Epaphras is praying. Brother, Epaphras is praying. So, when you, when, when you are raising disciples, bringing them to prayer meeting, you tell them, see, there are guys that shout. There are guys who are screaming. That should not be, that should not make you feel not welcome. No, it should just give you an example of what you should be doing. Are you getting what I'm saying? And there are people that will just be talking as they will be whispering. <laughs> that should not happen to you. You should be like a prophet. You know what? You know the, the implication of that thing is he's showing them that they should be like a prophet. Are you seeing it? Because it's right into the church. A culture. A culture. Look at First Timothy. So he must have been, so a prophet must have been seen. Faithfully attending prayer meetings. Look at 1 Timothy 5 verse 5. 1 Timothy 5 verse 5. 
First Timothy 5 verse 5. First Timothy 5 verse 5. First Timothy 5 verse 5. So Epaphras was an example. Look at First Timothy 5 verse 5. Now, she that is a widow indeed and desolate, trusted in God and continue in what? Supplications and prayer night and day. There was an exemplary widow in Timothy's church who was seen just praying night and day. All night, all day, just praying. Just pray. It should be an example to you, not an intimidation. Not, oh, I'm not welcome. Oh, these people are just doing what I don't understand. No, sit down and learn. Ask questions. Why is this person doing like this? That should be your example. Oh, okay. Are you seeing that? Are you get, if you're learning something, let me see your hands. All right. So, if we must have departments in churches, prayer will never be among them. Nope. We're never going to have prayer departments in this ministry. Never. I'm the pastor, so I'm, I'm telling you. We never have, oh, there's a prayer department, there's an evangelism department. Never. It's never going to happen. I've been saying this as far back as 2016, 2017. I remember when we first joined the church we were in before, I told the pastor, I said, we can't, we should, it's, not, it's very wrong for us to have prayer department. But they didn't listen, they created new Oh, okay. Okay. I've been saying it. We, it's not possible. Everybody must be involved in this work. That was why it was easy for the disciples when they got scattered abroad. When persecution came in at seven and they got scattered abroad, its fellow disciple could go and change the whole city. Philip. Philip was not among the twelve. So that means the twelve taught Philip. And Philip could change the whole city. You know, Luke just gave us one instance. Imagine others. Are you seeing it? So we must have, we're going to have departments, we're going to have choir, hallelujah. People are going to sing. People are going to, people are going to be singing. People are going to be in the works, cleaning the church. People are going to be in technical department, handing our medias. All this one that we have, microphone that is not working, things are going to be sorted soon. We're going to have, um, People in the camera theme, working, recording the videos, doing all of those things, making sure that our messages are, are put there. We have the media department responsible for the publication of our books, magazines, um, tracts, all of those things, our recordings. So when the new convert comes, they'll tell you, okay, you want to, you want to listen to our pastor has taught in prayer. They will give you all my messages on prayer. They will give you, we have all of those departments. We have people who are arranging. Who are, we, have all, we have children departments. We have all of those things. We have, it, we have them. But we will never have prayer and evangelism department. Never. Never. Everybody must do that one. But not everybody can sing, right? Not everybody can usher. Before you come and smile and say, welcome to service, welcome to this, you must have first prayed. <laughs> Before you come and say, oh, we bless you, Lord, every day, every day, I rejoice in the Lord. Your voice would have been caught. Your voice would have gone in prayer. Before you bless us with your sonorous voice, 
Just be well assured you would have, you would have coughed your heart out in prayer. Because if you, cannot, if you cannot pray, why should you sing? If you cannot pray, why should you usher? If you cannot pray, why should you be in the technical department? I don't see a reason why you should be recording a message when you have not prayed. <laughs> you are laughing. I don't see a reason why you should be cleaning the church when you are not part of the people that pray in the church. Even some people just say, ah, me, I'm working for God, though. I'm working for God. They just come in Saturday, clean the church and go. They don't come, they don't even attend Sunday service. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not joking. I've never met those type of people before. I've met them before. They just come on Saturday, they say, ah, I'm working for God. I'm working for God. They just sweep the church, clean everything, arrange the church. They will be singing as they arrange the church. Oh, God, oh, God, the answers prayers. He will be my God, the Lord, the answers prayers. He will be my God. They will arrange the church, make sure everything is good. And they will not be in prayer service. No, I don't want those kind of people. For you to arrange even one share, you must have prayed one hour. <laughs> so I say, I will never join the technical <laughs> I say, I will never join that kind of department. For you to smile one smile. I don't say, hmm. <laughs> Welcome to church. Three hours. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I say, hey, you welcome to church. How are you doing today? You know, that's long. It's getting longer. It's getting longer. Come to church. Do you enjoy today's service? This or that? So some of you don't want to do pastor's protocol and be carrying bag. As the heavy, the heavier the bag, <laughs> I can carry my bag myself. <laughs> Just joking. So, but groups can meet to pray. Hoshas can meet to pray. I will like that one. Hoshas prayer meeting time. I like it. It's permitted. Choir retreat. Choir prayer retreat. I like it. That can that can be the only. Special groups permitted. Technical department prayer retreat. I like that one. Operations department works. People, let's just let's just trust the Lord and burdens before we sweep the church. I like it. Can we just spend the next seven hours? Let's just agree. A prayer. Something. This is a, I think I'm not joining any department. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Not. Ah! Ah! What's the song we sang this morning? Mi- Miracles, man! There is nothing to. And you have not prayed. You know, miracles, about nothing to worry about. <laughs> Just. <laughs> you love. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But I'm not really joking. You must have prayed. So, 
I'm just going to meet to pray. But it is not because they have a special prayer ministry. Are you seeing it? Yes, Groups can meet to pray. They can say, okay, all the fellowship leaders, let's just trust the Lord for the next 14 hours. Okay. Interstate pastors. <coughs> let's just agree in the next 24 hours, what would the Lord have us do less? Let's just bury ourselves in fasting and prayer. Because for you to say, Second Timothy 3, 15. And you know the many words you would have said in the message. So you rethink whether you still want to be a pastor. And for every service you will preach, Tony, are you here? For every service you will preach when you return back, the certain hours you will be. You'll be praying. <laughs> you have to rethink, do I really want to be a preacher? Or I should just, just be serving God? I'll not be going for outreach one hour. Just <laughs> No, I cannot escape it. <laughs> because the very, from the very first day I started teaching Noah, I told you, I said, I told Noah, I said, the only plan I have for you in this life is that you become a pastor. Is that not what I told you? I said that's the only plan. I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any mission again. So, people must meet to pray, but it must not be because there is not a special prayer ministry. No, rather it should be because they have a common duty that demands them praying together. A common duty that demands them praying together. All of us now, you know, we all have a common duty that demands us praying, right? We have to preach, right? We are all raising disciples, right? We have a lot of people to follow up on, right? We have to grow, right? That demands us praying. It's just like, as I've grouped two people into groups now to study or to write materials. You know, before you guys start your meeting, you can first bury yourself in the next six hours and just say, let's just pray for wisdom. Wisdom and effectiveness on how to be productive on this writing. And six hours, you prophets agree in prayer. Someone say, ah, I think I'm not interested in it. <laughs> I'm just joking. But I'm not joking, really. <laughs> but I'm just joking. But you know, you can just pray. 30 minutes, one hour, just pray. Let's just pray for wisdom. God's wisdom, effectiveness, as we study, as we gather this material, you can just pray that this will bless lives. This work, this sleepless night we are doing will bless lives. This work we are putting together, men will read it and their heart will be changed. You know, you can just pray that. You guys can just gather yourselves together and just pray for the one hour about that. You know, you can do it. Because you are doing it for what? You have a common duty, right? You have it. You know, that can be the first way to start. Let's just pray for wisdom and effectiveness. Let's just pray. Prayer must be in your culture. So as you are raising disciples, don't neglect prayer, right? Right? Don't neglect evangelism, right? They are all going out to preach. That's why we have a prayer chain. Everybody praying one hour every day, right? Everybody, you have a, you have a spiritual growth report you submit. You're praying one hour every day. Later on, as years to come, it will increase. Because you will get better with praying one hour. Everybody, you have a prayer chain. You have something you are praying about every day. Everybody is feeding on the word every day, daily. So you must have faith and belong to one prayer group. In our ministry now, 
as we keep growing, Friday prayer, the more we grow now, Friday prayer meeting will just be one of our prayer meetings. As time grows now, probably from next month, Friday prayer meeting will just be one of our prayer meetings because Friday will not be convenient for everybody again. Are you seeing? And we want everybody to pray, right? So we'll have to create another time. Probably we can be creating another time. Maybe some people that are free in Friday morning. Are you working? You're, you're available Friday morning? All right, let's do, our, let's do our three hours Friday morning. People that are available in Friday night, come Friday night. Okay, Friday is not available for you. Okay, we'll be having Friday prayer meeting, Friday night prayer meeting. Some people that are not available Friday night prayer meeting, we have Saturday morning. At least you'll be free Saturday morning. Saturday morning prayer meeting, three hours. You have prayed. Three to four hours, you have prayed. But there must be consistent prayer meeting. So we are not going to be all bent on one structure and say, okay, Friday, okay, if it doesn't work for you on Friday, then you are not praying. No, we'll create another special time. Saturday works for you. Okay, Friday does not work for you. Sunday afternoon, we shall work after service. You can wait for another three hours and pray. And if God will have you, if God will really want to punish you, there will not be another punishment meeting in the night. It's your choice. But there will be prayer meetings. So, if Friday night does not work, Saturday morning we work. If Saturday morning does not work, Saturday night we work. If Saturday night does not work, Sunday morning, Sunday after service we work. If Sunday after service does not work, Sunday night we work. If Sunday does not work, Monday we work. It will get to a point in our ministry, there will be prayer meeting every day. Because some people might be working Monday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, weekend, right? They will pray Monday night. There must be prayer every day. As we keep growing, we'll be encountering those challenges. We'll be having, okay, Tony, you don't work Monday. Stay to lead those that pray that are available Monday night. All right, let's have a prayer meeting Monday night. Okay, people work in the night. There'll be some people who are not available Monday night. Okay, hey, why lead those who are available Monday morning. All right, you, you have prayed your own Monday morning. You don't have to come on Friday night. You've prayed that week, right? Prayer meeting must be going on. Some will be available Tuesday. Okay, you, you are available Tuesday night. Okay, some are available Tuesday morning. All right, you pick Tuesday morning, three hours, four hours. You pray, let's go. You don't have to come Friday night. Those that are available Friday night, you come Friday night. Those that are not available Friday night, you come Friday morning. You will leave Tuesday evening house because there's, there's, week, there's mid, week, midweek service. You leave Saturday evening because there's week. Are you seeing it? But there will be time. We must not change the culture. Tell your neighbor again, say, we must not change the culture. Prayer, evangelism. We must not change it. So that's why we have a prayer chain every week. Every, not even every week, every day. All member, every one of you is expected to pray one hour daily. One hour daily. So as we keep growing, you will now belong to a prayer group. Your prayer group will now be, I am in Monday prayer group, right? I am in Tuesday prayer group. I'm in Friday night prayer group. I'm in Saturday morning prayer group. And besides that, there will be outreaches. Outreaches. Evangelism. Okay, we go, you know, now we're still going on evangelism every day. There'll be a time we, will not, we might not be able to go on evangelism every day, maybe because of the schedule and everything. You will now pick two days in a week. Okay, Monday, Wednesday, I belong to a Monday, Wednesday outreach group. I belong to a Tuesday morning outreach group. Tuesday afternoon or 
it's Monday, Monday evening, I'll change the I belong to that. It will not clash with your own prayer group. We will have those structures in place. But outreaches, prayer meeting, must daily be involved in the ministry. And everybody must participate. When I say everybody, even children, we participate. Children will be praying. You'll be telling small children, did you share something with your, with your people in your school today? Did you tell them about Jesus? Yes, good. Yeah. You introduce them to it. Jesus at the age of 12 was preaching. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, children are bold. You start instilling the boldness on them immediately. And I mean children, I'm talking about 12, 11 years, 13, 14, um, 8, 9, 10 years. I'm not talking about babies now. <laughs> Those that say babies will be no calm down. No. So prayer is a must. You must create time to pray in the church. If you are not ready to pray, don't join music group. Don't join any department. As we start having department and everything, if you know you are not a prayer person, just be looking from afar. Are you getting me? If you want to join technical team, you must would have would have checked your record. Okay, what time do you used to come for prayer meeting? Okay, nine fifty. Ah, no, you are not. This is not a call. <laughs> Are you seeing it? What time do you used to arrive prayer meeting? 10.20. Ah. You cannot join choir. It's not possible. What do you want to be doing there? No, what exactly do you want to do? You want to be singing, God of light and all so great. And you, you are not filled with light. You are not filled with light with your prayer. You want people to be enjoying? How that sister can sing? Uh -uh. But the sister cannot pray. You know, there's this quote, they say, in this place we slay, we, we slay and pray. I like it. You slay and pray. <laughs> you can wear your makeup, under that makeup, it's hours of prayer. Good! That's good. Don't just be wearing makeup and wearing makeup and wearing makeup and there's no prayer life. Some people did fine boy, fine boy. No prayer life. Hmm. Imagine with the fine boy and the prayer life. Good combo, right? Yes, sir. I'm sure you're going to like that. You meet a fine boy, fresh, cool, handsome. The air, um, what they call that thing? Punk. Obama. No, not. <laughs> you're too ratchet for Is my life. You're <laughs> Obama. No, not funk. Those people that do rag. You say there's waves. A lot of waves. And that and that guy, that guy just finished 12 hours. And he's on suit and tire, just and he's just looking polished, posh and classy. He's just setting his wave with Durag and all of those things. And with that Durag, he has is 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 our air preference? Is is somebody that when we come to church service we are looking at him like air preference, brother air preference. But when he goes outside, it's like bless you, brother, bless you, sister. 
Bless you, Sister Tony. <laughs> no, and he's just talking to you. You're going to like that, right? Yeah. But in church, ah, oh, oh, he's, he's shouting. You say, ah, this does not look like <laughs> who just spoke to me. And probably he's not in the, he's not in the ushering team. He's part of those people who say, welcome, sister. You're welcome to our service today. You look good today. And you're like, oh, wow, this guy is cute. But in prayer meeting, it doesn't look cute. <laughs> prayer meeting, you see the guy with his... He's looking like he's, he's coming to gym. He's waiting for the prayer point. Brethren, we are praying for the growth of God's word. He's, he's already rolling in sleep. I've been to prayer meetings before where... I'm not joking. I've been to prayer meetings before where, as they are calling the prayer, everybody's already rolling their sleep. They are drinking, they are, they are free, they are standard. Everybody was helping their slippers like this. And they are, like this. So, as they, are, as they are about to call the prayer, everybody's already standing like this. So, everybody's getting ready like this. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So, as the prayer, the prayer oh, Shaman. Jim Hakim. Hey, my, my friend, Jim Hakim. He waits for prayer. You, you guys saw him. He waits for prayer. As prayers just come. It's, it's, so as they are about to pray, it's already, it's already like this, it's already like this. It's already tapping me, man of God. Ah, man of God. Man of God. It's, it's, already, it's, it's, it's off in his slippers already. Man of God. Man of God. Man of God. Ah, they should call him. They should call him. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking like, who are you? Who are we called prayer? Who are we called prayer? They should call him. But when you see him outside, he's so calm. He doesn't just, how are you, sir? How is everything? It's just, it's just, how are you? But in prayer meeting, ah, you be wondering, is this, is this who I saw outside? I mean, the very first time I had an encounter with him, I wondered, ah, ah this does not, I told him, this does not look like who you told me about. He said, oh, don't. we are going to pray now, you see. Because he have been telling me, this, there's this brother, Jimwaki, Jimwaki, ah, ah. So when I spoke to her, I said, ah, it doesn't look like what you told me. Like, oh, no. She said, we are going to pray soon. Oh, no. Ha. Lo and behold. We got to the prayer place. Ha. You know, when you're supposed to be praying, but you're looking at someone, you're like, ha. <laughs> and you, you're, you're like, whatever. <laughs> That's all. Hey, about that. That's how you should be. That's exactly how you should be. That was how Jesus was. And now, Jesus will pray all night, sweat, bend his knees to God in prayer, and in the day, he's going about healing the sick, looking like a fine boy. Jesus, son of God. But you don't know what he did overnight. That's how we're going to work on here. You want to be in the choir? You would have your voice. Before you even get there, you will not even have the voice. As you are saying, hallelujah, brethren. You, hallelujah. 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 The title of my special ministration today is You are the God who answers prayers. So, we have to pray. Prayer is a must. If you cannot pray, keep your talents to yourself. Keep it. Keep your media departments to yourself. We know we need keyboardists. But if you cannot pray, don't keyboard for us. Don't play. Don't play keyboard for us. Thank you. We will lift our hands and worship like that. 
We don't want a keyboardist that cannot pray. We don't want a drum. You know, how many of you notice that instrumentalists are always the... They always look on serious. Because immediately after... I remember my pastor was sharing a story one day. He said he went to a church to preach. Immediately, immediately he came up of the pulpit and they finished singing. He said the instrumentalist just raptured, wanted to rapture. He said, I just said, come back here. Where, where are you going to? Come back. He said they were shocked. Nobody has ever told them that. He said, sit down, sit down. I'm about to preach Bible. What did you play? What keyboard did you play? Sit down. If you cannot pray, no keyboard for us. We will lift our hands like that. Our hands are not painting us. We will sing it like that. It's even sweeter. Look at how we sang early in the morning today. Was it not sweet? The glory of God was there. It was. God of light and now song going. Look at the sweet voice. It was there. You want to drum for us? You must have sweat in prayer. Before you do, begin. You have done it in prayer. You know that big, big, big. Before you do, big. One big, two hours. Two big, four hours. You know the big, 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 big. Ah, 24 hours. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but I'm not joking, really. <laughs> Prayer is a must. Are you getting me? It must be in our court. As we start growing, we start having prayer department. Uh, eh? Prayer department, God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> we start having department, teams, technical teams, media team. And then some people just say, let me just stay in media. I'll just be telling them, what the pastor teaches <laughs> Before you assess things like that, you pray. So as you're having conversation, oh, this is the message. Oh, this is the message. How many is that? Six, Six hours prayer. I'm just joking, really. I'm just joking. <laughs> Look at him, verse 1, as I wind up. Oh, praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Are you getting blessed? Are you, are you understanding something? What's the message again? The culture of what? Prayer and evangelism. Luke 18, verse 1. Luke 18, verse 1. Let me leave you to go and enjoy your night very soon as I round up. Luke 18, verse 1. It says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end that what? Let's read it together. Let's read it together. I'll wait for you. Let's read. One to go. And he spake. Let's go. One to go. A parable unto them to this end that what? And not to faint. Men always ought to pray and not to what? Not to faint. So when you see someone fainting in prayer meeting, wake him up. Pour water on his body. I remember one year, Jim Kim fell sick in our prayer meeting. Ah. We thought, me and my friends, we said, ah, this is an attack. Let's just, now, we were already lazy and tired. We said, let's just rest. If Jim Kim can be, can be tired. Why should we be tired? After 30 minutes, we just saw him say, Ah, where did you come from? We rushed you to the sick bay. We just saw somebody say, Ah, man of God, what happened? They gave me Coke. <laughs> so, Coke is what is making you be like, hey, Ah, me to have the fall sick in prayer. <laughs> that they can give me Coke. But that was. You know, if it was somebody else, the person who just could stay there, the cook did not work. Even if it worked, he just said the cook did not work. It did not work. I don't work. Let me just lie down. 
Let me just be resting. Let me just be resting. I think I'm having high pain. All those favor excuses. I'm having, I'm having leg pain. I'm having nose pain. Something's always a pain. Favor excuses. You know, all of you know favor excuses. Before all have one excuse around several things. That's how the day we wanted to pray. What they say? Why are we even standing in prayer? <laughs> why should we stand in prayer? I had to use the whole prayer meeting to explain why we stand in prayer. Why should we lift our voice? You know, but. Men always ought to pray and not to faint. It is a constant, not a variable. Jesus made his disciples to pray. Look at Matthew 26, verse 40. Matthew 26, verse 40. Like I said, this is a series. It's not, a, it's not really a long series, but it's something I'm going to continue later. And you know why the later, you know when is the later. All of you know when is the later, right? I'm not finishing this today. And um, I'm going to continue later. You know in your heart when is the later. Matthew 26, verse 40. Matthew 26, verse 40. And he cometh to the disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto Peter, What? Could ye not wash with me for one hour? So one hour should be the minimum. It didn't come after 30 minutes. It didn't come after 45 minutes. It didn't come after 15 minutes. He said, Should ye not wash with me for at least... What? One hour. So you see why we pray one hour in our prayer chain daily? Because it should be the minimum prayer. Minimum amount of time to pray. Did you know what should be for at least one hour? So as a pastor, as a minister of the gospel, you must never treat prayer with kids' glove. You must never treat prayer with, with levity. So as you are raising men with, with the gospel, train them with prayer. Are you getting it? Bring them to prayer meeting. You'd pray with them. Okay, you don't know how to pray. Okay, let's pray for the next 15 minutes. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost for the next 15 minutes. You can start with that, right? You are building a culture. Okay, you are seeing that they are getting better with 15 Let's do 30 minutes. You can start with that. Okay, 30 minutes, let's do one hour. If you don't 30 minutes, you can do another extra 30 minutes. Let's do one hour. Okay, one hour, let's do three hours. Okay, so let's do six hours. Okay, let's do 24 hours. Prayer must be a must. Like I said again, if you cannot pray, you should not be singing in the church. Mm, no, I'm not going to have choirs that can't pray. Not in this place. Maybe somewhere else, but not here. I'm not going to have um, people in technical department that cannot pray. No, if you want to use your skills and your computer guru very well, you must be praying. I'm not going to have keyboardists or drummers that cannot pray. No. Mm-mm. You will be drumming and be praying in the Holy Ghost. Ah, yes, so as you are playing the keyboard, you are catching inspiration there. Because we'll be singing in the Holy Ghost, we'll be singing in the Spirit. So, you, so when the person wants to give a psalm, you by the Holy Ghost know the exact key to play. And now, but if you are not in the Spirit, if you are just anyhow, you will not know what to play. You just be thinking the person wants to just want to waste time, or the person is just. The person is just trying to worship God and you are not giving the person strings first. The person is giving some, you are trying to... We're not going to have that here. So let us have a lot of men as we are raising disciples come and fill our prayer meetings again. 
So now look at this. Now learn this wisdom now. Your disciple or those you are reaching out to might not be free on Friday prayer meeting. But you know that you can create a time and walk with their schedule and hold their three hours with them. Hope you know. Hope you know. You can pray with them. That way, they've prayed. So as they are coming to service, they've come to service and they've also prayed. Right? Yes, sir. Right? Yes. Yeah. So prayer meetings, because prayer meetings must be for the purpose of the gospel. Prayer meetings should not be about how to get husband, how to get wife, how to get children, how to get jobs, how to break family courses. That's not prayer meeting. That's problem meeting. That's not all through the scriptures. You will never find that in the scriptures. That's not what we read in the scriptures. The prayer meetings in the scriptures was for ministry, for souls, for the furtherance of the gospel. Listening to stability in prayer, I explained all of this there. 12 tracks. Listening, I explained is for the furtherance of the gospel. The essence of prayer meetings is for ministry. I'll say it again. The essence of prayer meetings is for ministry, for souls, for the furtherance of the gospel. That's the essence. So all those good morning prayer, how to get your job, I declare you'll be blessed today. I declare you'll get a job. I declare you'll get a visa. I declare. That's not prayer meeting. Remember the culture of what? Prayer and evangelism. So prayer must be treated as the duty of every church member. I'll leave you with this quote from E.W. Kenyon. He said, a prayerless church is a powerless church. Think about that. E.W. Kenyon said, a prayerless church. And you know who is the church now? You, right? You know you are the church, right? Right. So a prayerless church is a powerless church. So a church that is not praying, we can't produce power. We can't, the power of God can't be strong in our midst. A prayerless church. Look at, look at the apostles. Look at what they did in the book of Acts. They prayed. And they saw results. So a powerless church, a prayerless church is a what? So we can change it and say, the powerless church is a prayerless church. Right? 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 It's that simple. Literally, say, I give my hand, myself, I give myself to the ministry of prayer. Ministry of prayer. I present myself at church prayer meetings always. Now, let's just hold somebody beside you and let's just pray. Let's pray. Lift your voice and let's pray. Pray that your prayer life is reignited. That the culture of prayer is not broken in your life. Lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. That the culture of prayer is not broken in your life. The culture of prayer is reignited in your life and ministry. You are raising disciples and men full of prayer. You are raising men and disciples full of prayer. You are raising and preaching the gospel to men full of prayer. A prayerless church is a powerless church. We are not a powerless church. Lift your voice and let's pray. Lift your voice and let's pray.